Welcome to another interview at Animal Cafe. Each Monday, we offer a new podcast with experts and enthusiasts working to better the lives of animals. Check our website, animalcafe.co, for upcoming interviews and more. Hi, this is Edie Jerome, pet travel correspondent for Animal Cafe. Today, I'd like to welcome Jill Lane, who is the power behind the throne of Traveling Jack, a very charismatic three-year-old English bulldog who has been successful beyond most dogs' wildest dreams. Among his other accomplishments, he served as the first unofficial canine governor of the state of New Mexico, and he has his own Jack's Track segment on the TV show Travel Guide New Mexico. Jack sometimes does speak for himself, as befitting an English bulldog, he sounds a bit like Winston Churchill, who he also looks like, but this time I wanted to speak to Jill. So welcome, Jill. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. Good. Well, the first thing I wanted to know was, how did you and Jack get together, and did his name happen to be Jack, or did you think it was natural to name him Jack since you're Jill? Actually, that's a great question, and that was how I knew it was meant to be. I adopted Jack from a Colorado animal shelter when he was seven months old, and he was already named Jack. So when I found him, I knew it was the perfect connection. <laughs> that's great. So, well, tell me a little about your life pre-Jack. Did you have dogs before you had him? Were you in the travel uh, tourism promotion business? What I, I guess I'm getting at is how did it come about that uh, Jack became an ambassador for both pet travel and New Mexico since he's from Colorado? Well, uh, you know, he he is one of these unusual dogs that has a mind of his own, and when he actually crossed the border from Colorado to New Mexico, he fell in love with New Mexico and decided right then and there that was going to be his career. Now, that's a little bit of a stretch, but... To go back to your question, um, I have been in the travel and tourism industry for about 30 years, and the last 10 years or so, I've been in New Mexico working very, very closely with the uh, tourism industry, both as a business owner of a tourism lodge up in the mountains in Chama, New Mexico, as well as working with the tourism department of New Mexico on various projects and sitting on boards. I am a freelance travel writer, and I write about New Mexico specifically. So I'm pretty much a tourism specialist in the state and have been involved in many different things. was named the 2010 Tourism Professional of the Year of New Mexico and um, have just spent most of my time and most of my waking hours trying to showcase all of the fabulous things that occur in New Mexico, both in print as well as TV and radio and other areas as well. Um, when I got Jack and adopted him, I really did not at that point have a plan to or know that he was going to become nationally recognized. He was going to be my pet travel partner. And so when we started hitting the road, exploring places around New Mexico when I was doing research for some specific article, um, I would take him with me and found 
immediately how much he enjoyed riding in the car and going along with me. And obviously, when we would be traveling, I would start looking for pet-friendly locations and things to do. And I started realizing that in this area, that there might be a place for Jack to have a voice about pet-friendly places, things to do with your pet when you're traveling, and tips for traveling with your pet. So we decided that rather than I write the article, which would be a little bit boring for a person to be talking about a pet-friendly hotel, we thought it would be much more exciting to have Jack tell it from his perspective. And that's how it all started in August of 2009 when he started his dog blog, Travelog. And from there, he was discovered by a TV show in New Mexico, as you mentioned, Travel Guide New Mexico, that decided upon reading his blog that he might just be a good spokes dog for the pet travel industry. And they called us and asked us to audition for a spot. Well, the audition ended up being us going to a site where they were filming, and we did a pet-friendly segment right on the spot. And Jack immediately captured the spot. They named it after him, Jack's Tracks and incorporated him into the show so that every week we would have a segment that would align with whatever destination they were showcasing that weekend. And that's how he became a TV star. Wonderful. Well, you and Jack have already in your short career, or should I say his, um, have done things to change pet travel policies in New Mexico. So um, could you give me a couple of examples of the great things that uh, Jack has done as a travel ambassador for pets? Sure. Um, this summer he is the spokes dog, the official spokes dog for Buffalo Thunder Resort, which is a Hilton resort on a Native American reservation just north of Santa Fe. And he talked them into waiving their traditional pet fees for the entire summer. They are hosting what's called the Dog Days of Summer promotion this year and this summer, and every pet that comes with his pet parent gets to stay free of charge, and that's thanks to Jack. So when we've been going around the state doing different things, I should back up that in 2010, Jack was named and received an award at the 2010 New Mexico Governor's Conference on Tourism, a special award for his work in pet travel, and he's the first dog ever to receive an award at the Governor's Conference on Tourism. So we're pretty proud of that, and that has sort of opened the doors for him to be known around the state and the different tourism industry. So we're getting calls on a regular basis for Jack to do new things and different things with them, of which Buffalo Thunder Resort with the Dog Days of Summer was launched from that. Um, concept. He also just recently, in talking to a small, beautiful B&B here in Albuquerque that had never been pet friendly, um, we were talking about how more people in today's world are traveling all the time with their pets, especially with the economy the way it is. More people are doing short drive trips in their regional area, exploring you know, their own backyard, and it's easy to take the pet along in the car. So when we were talking about how pet travel is increasing quickly and dramatically around the country and that more and more places, i.e. restaurants, hotels, lodges, B&Bs are accepting pets, they decided, having always been non-pet friendly, that maybe they needed to get with the times. 
So they converted one of their rooms to a dog-friendly room and asked Jack to break it in, literally. <laughs> and so about two weeks ago, we uh, we went and spent the night in the pet-friendly room and inaugurated the B&B at Spotkirt Mansion in Old Town Albuquerque, and it just absolutely was wonderful. Uh, so those are a couple of things that he's done in the in inaugurating things. He has worked with Governor, our new governor, Governor Susanna Martinez, just recently enacted in April a law, a bill made it into a law that all restaurants in New Mexico that had an outdoor patio were allowed legally to offer it as a patio dining opportunity for people with their pets. And while there were many restaurants that had already been doing that, this is now a law that became effective on July 1st. So many, many more restaurants now in New Mexico are welcoming pets along with people to their patio dining areas, and that's very exciting. So Jack has inaugurated several restaurants, and most recently um, was in, it, actually it's the brand new issue of Fido Friendly Magazine. It's a national pet magazine. He is in a uh, an article called um, Fido Al Fresco, and it showcases five restaurants around the USA that are pet friendly. And we did a local restaurant chain that's called Flying Star, where they have beautiful patios, and it is the place to be seen with your dog in Albuquerque and Santa Fe. There are always plenty of pets there, and they also do a cookie every spring in April that is dedicated to animal welfare. If you buy that cookie, they donate a portion of the proceeds to the Albuquerque Animal Humane Association. And that is that organization's biggest fundraiser of the year, believe it or not. So um, it's a great little restaurant that's you know, shown support to animals in many different ways. And Jack's been, it was, has been a, a long time supporter of that restaurant. We go there regularly, but then he showcased it in the Fido Friendly magazine more, more recently, which was exciting. That is very exciting. We had Carol Bryant on, um, I guess, last month, and it's, it's a wonderful magazine, so mm -hmm. congratulations to, to Jack for his, uh, his prominent role in it. That's great. We're very excited, and it was their special uh, Fab 50 issue with Betty White on the cover. So it's really nice. And we actually did a magazine potograph party at a local bookstore last Friday <laughs> and had the magazine there. And for anybody that would donate five or more dollars, they would get a copy of the magazine. And in two hours, we raised about $200 for the Albuquerque City Shelter with that magazine. So Jack tries to reach out with his, you know, his uh, personality and his participating in special events to give back to the animal community. You know, all celebrities have to have a cause, and that's his cause, that he wants to help his four-footed furry friends in the shelters. Well, that's very exciting, and I, I was going to ask you about that next. Now, tell me, um, I know that he has uh, promoted quite a few animal rights causes, so maybe you can tell me a little about um, his gubernatorial campaign and um, some of the other causes that, that he... Uh, he managed to support uh, during his career. Well, we had last year a very exciting gubernatorial campaign for the real governor. In the first time in New Mexico's history, there were two women vying for the governor role. And the first one we knew was going to be an, an automatic shoe-in on the Democratic side because she was the... Um, she had worked with the previous governor. The other side, there were six different 
individuals that were interested in getting the Republican nod for the race. And this woman, Susanna Martinez, who was a dark horse, came out of nowhere and took the Republican nod. And when that happened, the whole state was abuzz about the fact that two women were going to be running for governor. And all I could think of was, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a dog-eat-dog campaign. (laughs) No, you can just guess where that went from that point. I started thinking about that and realized that it might be fun to have a canine campaign that was not a real gubernatorial campaign, but it it allowed us to... Uh, raise money for animal welfare. So Jack became the 2010 independent dogernatorial candidate for dog governor of New Mexico. <laughs> and what we did was we actually launched the entire campaign at the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta in October. He came in in a uh, motorcade of Model Ts that were all honking their auga sound, and he was escorted in on the back of a Model T pickup truck and uh, had his security guard all dressed in black leather and dark sunglasses that was, you know, with him and got off. And we made the official announcement right there at Balloon Fiesta that he was going to be running for dog governor of New Mexico. We had about 500 people in the audience at that particular moment, and we ended up supporting about seven animal welfare organizations. We had a little Up, Up, and Away Furry Friends Fiesta Day event along with it that was fundraisers and all sorts of anything animal and pet that you can imagine. And from there, we hit the campaign trail. And for the next four weekends, we went to various towns around the state, and just like a real campaign, we hit different campaign spots with different animal welfare organizations and worked with them on whatever event they had going on and helped raise over the course of the four weekends $6,000 for 12 animal welfare organizations. And he also, at two of them where they were adopt-a-thons, there were about 30 pets that were adopted. But the most important thing for Jack was that he was able to get his write-in petition votes from the furry friends that supported him and voted for him. He got 798 votes from dogs, cats, horses, cows, even a llama voted for him, um, and a doodle bug voted for him as well. And so at the end of the four-week campaign, on the night of the election, he did actually concede to Governor Susana Martinez as the real governor, but he also proclaimed that he was the first ever dog governor of New Mexico and was duly elected with the 798 pet votes. So that was, he is now sort of known as Governor Jack in certain circles around the state. (laughs) Well now, tell me what it is about Jack's personality that makes him such a good spokesdog for all these causes and such a good politician. Well, he's got a great personality to start with. If you know anything about bulldogs, all they are are big love bugs. They just love everybody and everything. I was told a long time ago, if you want a dog that only has eyes for you, do not get a bulldog because they love everybody. (laughs) And it's absolutely true. He loves everybody no matter how big or how little they are. He also loves other dogs and cats. And so he's got a very, very outgoing, friendly personality. He's very photogenic. 
and takes great pictures. And he's an old English bulldog, which is a little bit different than an English bulldog. Mm. He is actually it's a breed that was a cross between the English bulldog and the mastiff. So he actually looks like a miniature mastiff. He's about 70 pounds, and he's very solid, built like a bulldog, but he has the mastiff face. He does not have the smashed nose of a traditional English bulldog. And so the most common comments that we get everywhere we go, people will just flock up to us and say, he is adorable. What is he? And they can't quite figure out what he is because he doesn't look like a regular bulldog, but he doesn't look like you know, another one either. So part of the, the his popularity is because he is a little bit different than another. He's not like a common dog that you would see every day, and that has an appeal as well. Well, speaking of his um, his size, um, he's, you said he's about 75 pounds um, and muscular. Now, do you ever have problems finding places for him to stay, or do places make exceptions for him? You know, that's a great question because so many places, and I always tell people this when they're planning their trip, to really do a lot of research because pet-friendly means totally different things to different, you know, different hotels. So you really need to make sure that your pet fits the mold for what they are looking for. Many hotels will say, we don't want dogs over 15 pounds. Well, in my mind, that's not real pet-friendly, but in their mind it is. So you just have to make sure of that when you're making your, your reservations. We have been extremely fortunate in the respect that most people have, even if they have a rule of 35 pounds or less, which several hotels that we've stayed at have had that rule, the minute they see Jack, they say, nope, no problem. So the key, I believe, is to call ahead and talk to the property and just ask them what their guidelines are and make sure that they know what you're bringing and the size so that there are no unpleasant surprises when you arrive. Many, many properties are flexible with their rules. So if they know they're, having, they're getting a dog that's very well behaved and it's not going to be a problem because he's a little bit bigger than what they normally accept, many times they'll make an exception and say, no problem, bring him anyway. And has anybody changed their minds about their size policy once they've met Jack? Actually, yes. We did have one hotel that we went to that they didn't have a size restriction, but they had a breed restriction. And it was any bulldog breed. And they were so caught up with the negative aura about pit bulls that they hear the word bull and they just automatically said, no bulldogs of any sort. And because Jack is who he is and he's known in New Mexico, um, they had invited us to come while we were touring that town. And he stayed with them even though they had that rule. After he left, they eliminated that rule and said, this is not a good rule. We do not need to exclude bulldogs. So they changed the rule after Jack stayed with them. Wonderful. Well, now, you are a great agent representative for Jack, um, and in addition to the things we talked about, you also, um, he published a children's coloring storybook, Traveling Jack's Story, From Shelter to Star, and he's a pet model for magazines and tourism destinations. So for the rest of us who also think that our dogs are superstars, how'd you do it? Well, I think uh, there's a lot of answers to that question. There's not one easy answer. 
And the bottom line is, is you cannot wait for the phone to ring. You need to go out and make things happen. When I got Jack, I really did not intend for him to go to the level that he's already achieved in just a little over a year. Um, we just did it, you know, because we were going to be traveling and, and I was going to be writing about different places. And as one door opened, another door opened, and another door opened, and I made sure that we took advantage of every single opportunity that came along. So when the TV show contacted us, we absolutely jumped through hoops. We would have changed any schedule anywhere to make sure that we were there at that time to be able to take advantage of that opportunity. And the same goes for other things that have come up. I've adjusted schedules to make sure that we can get that piece of action when it comes, you know, when it becomes available to us. Uh, with the magazines, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can go after getting into a magazine, and one of them is that you have to reach out to the magazines and send them queries and information and photos. And I always align photos with Jack because he is very photogenic. His blog is very, very heavy with photos. And um, I just feel like in today's world that people are looking for things that really capture their attention visually and with cute messages, but with a serious message embedded in that cute message. So that's what his blog is all about. It's really the message is a simple message. Each one has basically one simple message, and but it's, he has his own vocabulary that makes it lighthearted and funny and goofy because bulldogs, after all, are cartoon character dogs. So he can't be serious, and um, that's why his voice with um, on the TV show is an old it's an English accent because he's an old English bulldog. So it's very lighthearted and funny as well. Well, that's great advice, Jill, and uh, I have one last question for you, and that is, um, of course, you're lucky you have a client who will work for food. That's right. He loves to work for food. <laughs> <laughs> now, but are you a typical show business mom, and is he a prima dogger? Well, I don't know that I'm a typical show business mom. I guess I am in the respect that I do grab any opportunity that comes along to put him in front of a camera. And to answer the second question, yes, he is definitely a prima donna. You know, when we first started at this a couple of years ago, he was very happy to get a milk bone. Now he wants a T-bone. <laughs> so I think that's the perfect sign that he's moved to the prima donna category. <laughs> well, thank you, Jill. And thank you all for joining us on Animal Cafe. And, of course, thank Jack for us, too. I will send your thanks to him. All right. Take care. Thank you.